with Rashad. We're here with our final our final episode of Sermon of the the Divisions, man, and the AFC West. It's the reason why we did this one last. <laughs> I mean, you know, these Raiders and on the headline, Chargers in the headline, Chiefs in the headlines. The only team that's been quiet would have been the Broncos, you know, outside of the big Fangio signing. <laughs> that's 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 the only thing they they had going on. But this AFC West is wild. Man, the AFC West has been mostly the Raiders have been some form of news every day, man. From John Gruden to AB, like just so many, so many headlines. It's it's crazy, man. People thought the the Browns were creating a lot of headlines. The Raiders from Hard Knocks, just Instagram, Twitter, just everything, man. It's always some type of scenario, news, or just something crazy going on, man. Mostly caused by a B, um, you know, we don't really truth know the true ins and outs of what's going on with him or what he is quote unquote fighting for, but it's a lot of uh a lot of news coming out of it out of Oakland. Man, man. I have no idea what is going on with A B here. It's, it feels like he, he wakes up and he's a whole different person. Because um, you got you gotta think about this this whole feet thing that started that started it all off. Um him not wearing the right shoes, then then the helmet issue, which honestly, this I mean, it's his, it's his, his and his team's fault. I mean, this helmet thing been well, a while, around for a while, and it's supposed to, you know, a lot of people got grandfathered in, and they was going to change the helmets, but and he, he, you know, he fought the league twice and lost both times because I mean, it gave them plenty, plenty of opportunities. So I can't be mad at that. And then, and then the Raiders, I mean, Mike Mayock and them had to find them, which you know makes sense um, because you you missing training camps, but you know it's, it's quote unquote unexcused. Um, even it's for even 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 for what it's for, and it's kind of like man, it's like do he not know you know how the league works? He's been in the league so long, he shouldn't know. Um, but it it just it just so so much stuff going on, and we don't like know exactly exactly behind the scenes, only what the media shows us. And right now, they paint him as a villain. Yeah, that's really his fault. Because you should know when you get into this thing, you got to have on the proper attire. So. I'm not sure that was just a one-day thing or he just felt he didn't want to wear the shoes or what the issue may have been. But when you get inside a cryotherapy chamber, you should have the right shoes on. The helmet thing, I feel like that was more on, you know, I'm sure he had somebody who handles his equipment or his manager. Somebody should have known that, all right, look, man, at some point we got to change the helmet. And I understand where he's coming from on that as well because I think we're all like, a creature of a habit. We kind of like, man, I've been wearing the same helmet for seven, eight, nine years, whatever. I want to keep my same helmet. But at least have somebody from your team that represents you to try to find you a helmet that's 90% similar to it or whatever. Like, just get the newer equipment, you know? And he, like you said, he tried to fight the NFL and, you know, filing grievances, all that kind of stuff. But the rules are the rules, man. It's a safety precaution. The NFL doesn't want any more PR hits of guys getting injured or concussions, all that kind of stuff. So just play by the rules and get you a new helmet. I understand, I understand where he was coming from, but at the end of the day, man, just get a new helmet. Everybody else got new helmets. 
Um, Greg Jennings talked about it on um, the Cowherd show, how he had to get a new helmet. Even the quarterbacks, Tom Brady, these guys have all gotten new helmets. So A.B. is not going to be the exception to the rule. You get a new helmet, and then now you got the stuff with the phone call with John Gruden about do you want to be a Raider, and he said he's more than a football player. Well, I mean, he's not exactly like you said. He's not exactly like LeBron. So, like, I mean, we don't know what he's doing socially and things like that, but as far as just what we've seen, you know, you're not making that kind of impact beyond the scope of the game or beyond the field to, like, ratings, all that kind of stuff, where you're like an Aaron Rodgers or a LeBron, where you can impact the ratings and on the field. Because a receiver, you know, you're only probably worth maybe a half a point, one point, when somebody's swaying, like, betting lines or something like that. Right. Because it's mainly about the coach and the QB. So, I mean, I like A.B. I mean, he was – he built the Hall of Fame career in Pittsburgh, but the stuff he's doing now – um, I'm not sure if it's just on purpose because he feels like he made a mistake signing in Oakland or um, maybe it's a mental illness issue. You know, maybe he's bipolar. Like, I know people were clowning him for when he got down all that blonde mustache and stuff. So, you know, maybe it's a mental illness thing. Maybe he's just lashing out because he's not happy where he's at right now. Or maybe he is fighting for something we don't know he's fighting for. But something going on with A.B., he need to hit get it together, get it figured out, get the help he need, whatever the case may be. Because he's a hell of a football player with some good years left. Yeah, and all of a sudden he was about to fight Mike Mayock and then the next day apologized with the team captain. So And then reports say he was getting suspended. Now he wasn't. He was playing Monday. And now <laughs> this morning he asked for a release. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of it's kind of an up and down roller coaster ride with, with A.B. And, you know, I, I, I do applaud Mike Tomlin and the state of the organization for, you know, because they, they wasn't in the news like this. Even when Antonio Brown had the phone, the video call and the thing, but that wasn't really a big deal to my, in my eyes. But but, you, but he, he didn't really do as much, you know, as he's doing now, what he did in this offseason. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of sad because, you know, Derek Carr is in his contract year, whether he should be brought back or not. And, you know, as well as I know, Antonio Brown is somebody who can help him. Get, he, Antonio Brown would, would have helped him get his money, basically. Um, the Derek Carr would have forced fed to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown would have made him look good. So, um, you know, it hurt, it hurt Derek Carr because now Tyrell Williams is your best receiver. Um, you let go Jared Cook. And you, you're hoping this tight end Waller is going to be something. You know, you got him a rookie running back, so who knows how that's going to go. It just it just like without Antonio Brown, it makes, it makes the whole Raiders, Raiders like season – I would say go down the drain, but you know, you know how distractions can can cause the season to to go quick south very 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 quickly, and you know this this, this drama the whole time is just it just so so much because you, especially if he doesn't get released, we don't know right now. But if he does get released, you know you know another team is going to pick him up. He's going to do great wherever he goes, uh, and the Raiders what are they going to do? Probably find themselves at the bottom of the division, you know. So it, it really doesn't help the Raiders at all, um, but. You know, it, it's 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 very it's very it's very peculiar the situation is it's, it's crazy how it just unfolded so quickly. Yeah, I mean in Pittsburgh, you know, I think because that is one of the more first class organizations in the NFL, along with the Patriots. Place, you know, I'm, I throw Green Bay in as well. I think AB could have been a problem in Pittsburgh. We just never knew the extent of it because Mike Tomlin and GMs and ownership. 
you know, those guys, they would keep that kind of stuff under wraps, you know. The the stuff with Pittsburgh didn't really start coming out to like the last year or two with, you know, Bell well outside of you know, Bell's uh got suspended for substance abuse, stuff like that. So that kind of stuff just kinda of, it's gonna naturally come out. And then um I'm, I'm sure A B was doing other things in the locker room before that because we've had Ryan Clark come out and say, Look, if y'all pay this guy, he's gonna be a problem. So I think within the Steeler organization, A B was already showing signs of he could be this arrogant guy, this belligerent guy, whatever the case may be. I feel like he was already showing those signs, so players around that organization saw those kind of things. But it's just becoming more public now because you're with a Raiders team that's not as buttoned up. Mm-hmm. And like it's crazy. Like Everything that we're talking about with the Raiders has been just non-football related. Like It's not related to a football injury or what scheme they're running. Like At least the Cardinals were talking about Kyler Murray's fit on the team and can't Cliff Kingsbury's offense work, you know, teams like that. But with the Raiders, it's Mike Mayock and A.B. getting to altercation. Like, it's just weird, weird stuff. They're not football-related. We're not talking about who's on the roster. The biggest thing we talked about for the roster was A.B. signing here, and they brought in Vontaze Burford, who people kind of were still criticizing because of everything he's done in the past as far as being a, you know, a, more aggressive kind of play, I'll just put it that way. <laughs> so, you know, outside of that, and uh, they brought Tyrell Williams over, but that wasn't just, you know, headline news for multiple days or anything like that. So, um, they haven't, nobody's really talking about like their roster, which is a solid roster. Um, I think, you know, with their schedule and the division they're in, they could have, assuming they had AB before this drama happened, they could have probably been a four win team. Or they could have been a 10-16 fight for the playoffs because the schedule is very workable. Um, they could they could probably beat Denver over the weekend if they, you know, full roster attack, no distractions. Um, going inside to Minnesota, going inside to the Colts, and going to London to play the Bears. And that's a five-game stretch where you got some winnable games. You got a bye week, Green Bay, Texans, Lions, some winnable games. Um, Chargers, Bengals, Jets, some winnable games. I don't think they have no time to beat the Chiefs either time, so I think the Chiefs would have swept them. But Titans, Jags, and, again, Chargers, Broncos, they had some one-on-one games. So, I mean, before all the distractions happened, I was debating between Raiders and Chargers for the last spot in the playoffs because I have um, you know, both of them fighting for the playoffs or at least potentially fight for the playoffs. But now with all the distractions of A-B and just the team is just in kind of total disarray, I mean – wide range outcomes, I'm going to err on the side of caution so they won't make the playoffs because there's just too much drama surrounding this organization. Uh, see, I'm not as high on the Raiders. I've been the Raiders regardless with the Tony Brown or not. I didn't think they were going to be a good football team. I just I just, I just, just didn't see – I don't see them being good. The, the defense struggled mighty heavily last year. And, you know, if it, if it comes down to a shootout, I mean, you know you got you got John Gruden and you be bringing in two good receivers. Um, but – and you're bringing the running back, but it's like the offensive line took a step back at one point two or three years ago. They was the best, you know, quote unquote, could argue, arguably be one of the best offensive line in the game. But now the uh, Donald Penn's gone. Um, Gabe Hudson being out of injury, he got Richard Incognito now. Um, he he was underlying signing, but he was he didn't play football at all last year. It's just a lot of things going on with them, and um, I didn't I didn't really see. Uh, 
a a team that can make the playoffs. I don't think they're better than the Broncos. Um, but if we're talking about just football standpoint, you know, the the, the defense they did get they did get Clint Farrell. Um, you know, that was a reach in the draft in my opinion, but I love the signing of Jonathan Abrams. Uh, I think he's gonna be one hell of a player. Uh, like you said, the 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 linebacker they brought in Burchett. Um I can't uh what was the other guy? Uh, they well, they had they had uh, Brandon Marshall, but he, for whatever reason he didn't make the team. But I think Abrams and Carl Joseph that could be a good safety safety duo in back there. The corners are still weak, um, so they they gonna have to come up. So how they how they gonna stop other receivers? I don't know. Um, so I'm looking more at the defensive end because I know John Gruden's offense would have took a a big step up with when you add Antonio Brown, you add Tyrell Williams, and you add Jacobs, and possibly possibly the team could you know. I'm not saying they would have been sorry three, four wins, but you know six, 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 or seven, uh, it was probably doable. Um, you know, but you know, with with having so many distractions, I'm going to knock off two or three wins. And if Thunder Brown doesn't play at all, you know, I, I don't, I don't know where they, where they see themselves. Um, because you know, Tyra Williams is a great. I mean, he's a he's a good deep threat, good player, big body receiver. But you know, you, you're leaning on him as your number one. That's you know, that's not. That's not his. You're not maximizing what, what your team can be if you put him at the one. Should I say? Yeah, I thought they had potential to be, you know, a possible playoff team or at least be contending for it. Um, just with the possible that they're going to more likely move to Vegas 2020 season. But I thought this year they could have been pretty good. You got Derek Carr in the contract here. He's got something to prove. Ricky Winnebank and Josh Jacobs, also great pass catcher and. Jalen Rashard, and they still have DeAndre Washington, who's not great, not solid, but he's you know not not great, not a bust, but he's pretty solid. And then you brought in Antonio Brown, who would have been Derek Carr's best weapon he's ever had. That's and that's no knock to Amari Cooper or Crabtree, but Antonio Brown is still got some good years left. He's gonna be a future Hall of Famer. They got Ryan Grant from the Colts. Uh, they drafted Hunter Renfro, so those are two solid guys right there. Uh, you already mentioned Tyrell Williams, and I mean he, I mean he caught like for a thousand yards one year with the Chargers, and he had a pretty good year last year. Him, Mike Williams, Ken Allen, that that trio. Um, you mentioned Darren Wall already. They paid Trent Brown for the O line. I like Rodney Hudson, so I thought you know in spots they could have been pretty good because the schedule is not terrible. They they brought in they drafted Cleveland Farrell for the deep for the defensive line. Um, they have they have like you said Abram and uh, Carl Joseph so. LaMarcus Joyner, he's not the best, but he's still pretty solid as well. So they have spots where, like, they're they're solid enough where if it all comes together, they could have won some games. I wasn't really concerned about them being a terrible team. Well, I, th- I thought they, they drafted uh, the other guy from Clemson, too, Trevon Mullen in the second round. So I thought they had, you know, spots where they would have been able to win some games and not be at the bottom of the division. I thought they could have at least won at minimum five or six games and could have possibly won 10 and gotten to the playoffs or at least been fighting for it to the end, you know, 9-7, and 10-6 because the schedule is not that brutal. I mean, you could say it's not that brutal, but now with no Andrew Luck, that makes the schedule a little better because um, they're, they're, going, they're going one and three in the NFC North with or without A.B. Um, I don't think they're talented enough to put up enough points against Minnesota, Chicago, or Green Bay. Um, Detroit Lions. We will have, we'll have to see in the division. You already said the Chiefs was going to sweep them. That's two wins. 
uh, two losses right there for the Raiders. Um, I know they wouldn't beat Chargers twice, and I don't think they beat Broncos twice. So, you know, you're talking about a team that's going to be under 500 in the division, um, two and four probably at, at the best because, you know, I think Broncos are going to be pretty good. It's just no, no, pretty decent this season. Um, and you got two teams who are the, the best two records in the NFL last season in your division. So that, you know, that's already – that's already three losses plus a four. You already talking about at, at at max, in my opinion, it'd be nine and seven, and that's not even including you know your the AFC South that they play. And if Andrew Luck was there, that's that's automatic loss. But you know maybe Jacoby Brissett might mess the game up, so you couldn't win that. Um, I, I don't think they go into Houston and beat them. So eight and eight is probably my max my max thing with with A and B. Um, definitely without AB and all the distractions, I just don't. I just don't see the Raiders overcoming that. They don't. I don't think they have enough talent to overcome um, distractions. Because even the Steelers, you know, nine six and one last season, that was good enough. You know, almost good enough to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't. I don't see the Raiders having enough talent to to overcome stuff like that and make it. But I think Steelers' problem was like again distractions. I mean, Steelers put up nine wins with distractions and. Missing Bill, things like that. So I mean, I thought the Raiders would have had a chance, even though they got a lot of rookies and it's kind of like a makeshift roster. I thought the Raiders would have been fine, but I guess, um, you know, for the long haul, or at least for this season and going into next, this could be a good thing for the Raiders. I mean, they may uh, you lose a B, and who knows if something else happens where guys, you know, we don't wish injury, but if somebody gets hurt or something like that, you know, you could go from a possible eight nine win team to down to about four and depending upon how the rest of the, the league falls, you could be looking at the Raiders getting the top pick in the draft and maybe moving on from Derek Carr and probably trying to go draft Tua who a lot of people are high on. I'm not, but you know, a lot of people could feel like Raiders want to move on and start fresh and not give Derek Carr another contract and just get a, a rookie QB. And Justin Herbert or Tua should be right before the taking for him and they could build that future around one of those guys. If they, if they was getting number one pick, they didn't need to go get a pass first. So they didn't need to replace Cleo Mack and get Chase Young from Ohio State. Getting get, get, get any quarterback in this draft is definitely not going to be better than Derek Carr. But I don't, I don't think so. I, I think they would probably just go in and go QB. And they, worse. they just <laughs> Yeah, I think they would just do something like that because everybody wants their own QB. And even though John Gruden said he likes Derek Carr, I still feel like he may want to just get his own guy and just – yeah, he got a ten year deal, so he probably wanted to get his own deal, you know, get his own guy to match his his deal and route that on out because he's in what going to year two. So if you get a QB, you'll be going into your third year. The rookie scale that'll be five years before you got to pay the guy. So he, he might want to get his own guy and have he just wagging to a QB. Uh, well, let's move on to uh, the AFC West champs from last season. The Kansas City Chiefs, they was the number one seed in the playoffs. Um, if it wasn't for offsides by D Ford, then Kansas City would have been in the Super Bowl. Um, they had a great season last year. I mean, Pat Mahomes probably had the best season as a quarterback all time. Because 5,000 and then 50-something plus touchdowns. I mean, this guy was throwing no-look passes. Making, making you know, making the, making the lead on notice, like, I'm, this is my first year starting. And I'm killing y'all, and you know it's already, you know every every ranks putting putting him 
you know, already has the best quarterback in the league, which, I mean, from the season he had last year, you know, you can't really debate it. Uh, but this team also went through some distractions, and it almost cost them – I mean, it did, I guess, quote, unquote, did caught, caught, caught them a, a, um, a Super Bowl berth because if Kareem Hunt would have been able to stay there, um, I know he had the outside problems, but if he was able to stay there, I think the Chiefs offense did take a step back, and versus New England, they couldn't really run the ball. Um, Mahomes had to force it down and keep throwing and keep throwing it. And, you know, versus the Bill Belichick team, you need to control time possession because that's what they're going to do. Uh, so, you know, all, all that, you know, all different types type of decisions can boil down. And um, even though he's off the team now, they got LaShawn McCoy now. Um, I think Tyreek Hill being back, getting his extension, three years, $54 million deal. Uh, it's just that, that, that right there helped this team out because if they didn't have Tyreek Hill, and they was trusting Kelsey and Watkins as a one and two only, you know, I'm not saying the Chiefs would have fell off, but, you know, it, obviously 12 and four would have been hard to reach when you have a dynamic playmaker and probably the most, you know, probably the best weapon on the field, in, you know, in the league. So, uh, but this team offensively, we know about them great. It's like, what are the defense going to do? They brought over Frank Clark. They brought over um, Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. Um and they, but they, you know, let go Justin Houston, let go D Ford. Um, you know, two years removed from getting rid of Peters is you know this 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 team. I mean, I mean, defensively, it's still it's still not where it should be. Yeah, they're gonna have. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a patchwork defense, but they the roster turned over so much on defense is gonna be like how how fast can you really get guys to jail? You know, in just one off season when I mean you had time to sign guys and kind of get them into the scheme and you did bring in some good guys but it's just like how how fast can these guys all jail and be on the same page any signs of improvement from last year will be good they were like 31st in defense last year so I mean anything is better than <laughs> that but they did lose some some key guys that we kind of had known for the Chiefs like you said Justin Houston Eric Berry those kind of guys but um Andy Reid, he's one of my favorite coaches in the league, so I know offensively they're going to be fine. Um, they drafted him a new weapon for offense, Miko Hartman. So who knows what Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid do with him. Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, they're still there. Uh, the Bills cut McCoy, so he's reunited with Andy Reid, so we know Andy Reid's going to use him to this fullest extent. Um, Damian Williams, he's still there. Not Kareem Hunt, but he's he's there, and he, he had a few – Good games last year. Nothing, uh, nothing that just wows you like that. But he still had some uh, good games. Um, the biggest question mark on offense for me is can this guy stay healthy? Samuel Watkins, because maybe it's because he was in Buffalo. You know, they was forcing him the ball at times. But when he was playing, I mean, the guy was a, a a huge, huge asset to that team. And you know, he was one of the best receivers in the league at that time. But right now. In the last few years, he's been kind of banged up in and out of lineups, things like that. So, and he's he's more of a boom or bust type of player now. You know, he, he's going to catch you a bomb for sixty yards and score, or he's probably not going to catch but two catches for like thirty yards. So, uh, but I think if they can use him better, of course, that coincides with him staying healthy. Offensively, they won't take a step back. Patrick Mahomes is one of the top five QBs in the league. I still have Aaron Rodgers as better than him, um, but. He's definitely one of the top three, top five QBs in the league. And defensively, you know, they made some – they brought in some guys on defense, but they also lost a lot. But I like getting Frank Clark. I like getting um, 
Uh, Emmanuel Ogba, I like getting Darren Lee. I like what they did. So they um they made some good strikes on defense. Of course, Honey Badger, one of my favorite players in the league as well. So it's just about can uh can they put it all together at the right time and uh try to make a Super Bowl run. Last year they came out of nowhere, man, and took over the league. Most exciting team in the league, almost knocked off the giant in New England. So can they can they duplicate that? Because now everybody's got film on your gunning for you. Yeah, and I mean this this Chiefs, you know, after this one year, they're gonna have a tough schedule. Um, but I mean, for obvious reasons, you know, no one seat, more first place schedule. They're playing, you know, the NFC North, who have three good teams, who are, who who fight fighting for the division title, um, and the AFC South. We we talked about them before, and we said all four teams probably gonna be around a seven, eight, nine win mark. So. It's not like you're playing any scrubs anywhere. Um, I mean, to be honest, there's, probably, there's really no scrubs on this list. I mean, I mean, you could say the worst team is the Raiders and the Lions, but it, Titans. Okay, well, yeah. Well, see, the Titans, Titans got the team. They just ain't got <laughs> the Titans got defense. Yeah, they got everything except quarterback. Right. So, um, you know, it, 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 the, the schedule is going to be what it is, and they're going to be fine because nine times out of ten, unless they're playing, you know, the Patriots or the Packers. They're definitely gonna have the better quarterback, um, and you know, it, it, and it's not gonna be close. So you know, um, you know, now that Andrew Luck's gone, they don't play him. Deshaun Watson is not Mahomes level, um, and then you know, Kirk Cousins is not there. You know, the list goes on. It's like you know, Nick Foles, blah blah, Lamar Jackson, and so on and so forth. Um, so you know, they're gonna have they're gonna have that advantage of having the better quarterback out of fourteen of sixteen games. Now, Tom Brady. Who knows how if all the time I'm gonna catch up to him this season or not? But um, Aaron Rodgers still peak powers and and you know he's gonna have a slow start to the season, but once Aaron Rodgers get rolling toward October, November, then you're gonna see you probably gonna see why Rodgers will say I'm still the best quarterback in the league. But yeah, um, you know this 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 Chiefs team, I'm not really too worried about. Them. I, I I think they're going to win the division again. Um, offensively, they're gonna be fine. It's, it's really it's really can the run game get off going because with Kareem Hunt, there was a problem. Uh, and I feel like it, it wasn't a big step back, but it was, a, it was, it was you know, a, another a step good enough for where all you have to do is worry about the pass because they can't run the ball. Um, and the Chiefs offensive line isn't that great, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it just, it's just the fact that Tyree Hill is so great, Kelsey so great, even Watkins can get open very quickly. You know, if Watkins is your you know, second, third option, well, your second receiver, third option, it's it's kind of, it's kind of hard to stop him at which which your third best player on defense. So you know when you when you start, he can get open in the in the first second. Mahomes can throw no look passes. Um, it, it's like it's it's kind of like the offensive line get get forgotten about because it's really it's really not good. Um, Man, shout out Eric Fisher and Jim Allen. <laughs> I'm about to say because I mean because really really the and that's why and that's why they need the dynamic players like Sean McCoy can if he can bring a flash in the pan. From back in the day, you know, so um, it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, I think the Chiefs' offense is gonna be fine. I still think their defense is still gonna be one of the worst um, in the league. I, I don't think they're gonna have the numbers as as bad as they were last year. Um, but you know, if if they was giving up, you know, four hundred yards last year, which ranked thirty first, I'm, I'm hoping they can get to like you know three sixty, um, which which would be like twenty two, twenty three. So um, if they can get like that. You know, Chiefs Chiefs gonna Chiefs gonna be where they are, and they're gonna be in the playoffs and probably have home court advantage. Home court, home field. Yeah, the only... <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think as long as they have a good pass rush, they'll be fine. And they have 
guys that can do the pass rush. So Frank Clark, Chris Jones, Ogba, Ogafor. They drafted Kalen Saunders, I think, third round. So as long as you can get a good pass rush, you have some linebackers and Hitchens and Lee and Raglan who can, you know, they can they can cover space. So as long as you don't have to, you know, play from behind or you, the pass rush is everything. As so long as you're not, you know, letting guys just pick you apart on defense. Oh, you know, yeah. Because we know we we know Mahomes can get the job done, but you don't want to have him in shootouts every week either, and you don't want to put too much stress on the old line that you have to protect him every time, so they can go out here and get in shootout. So as long as all those guys can uh, put enough pressure on, you know, pass rush pressure, they'll be fine. I think I think top twenty, top twenty five defense is reasonable, and they can probably get them back to the AFC Championship, maybe the Super Bowl. I mean, of course, we know they're not going to duplicate what they did on offense again. Um, that's going to be hard to duplicate. Um, but as long as they can get a top 20-ish, top 25-ish defense, that'll be pretty fine. And do, do you think they're going to be on upset alert for week one playing the Jazz? Because that was Mahomes' worst yep, game I'm picking Jazz to win that game. Uh, yeah, it was. It I mean, was surprising. It, was, me. it, yeah, was surprising. it wasn't surprising at all. And then, you know, having Jacksonville uh, plus four at home in, in this type of weather, shoot, take, I'll take Jacksonville. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking about picking Jack as well. Um, you know, and, and to lose your point before we move on to your, you know, to your pass versus Frank Frank Clark is better than D D Ford. Like that just that's just how it is. D Ford had one good season. That was last year, and he made bank. Frank Clark has been good since he got to the league. D Ford is very inconsistent, and I'm glad that they made that decision. They knew they knew D Ford wasn't good enough to pay him that much money, but you see Exactly, but you see, as soon as they got Frank Clark, what they do? Pay him a, a big contract because they they believe in his talent more than they did before. So that should tell you, or right right there, what 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 does Kansas City Chiefs see in uh, uh, seeing uh, Frank Clark over D four? Hey, kind of same thing. Um, to like uh, what's his name, Jadavion Clowney? You know, like there were times where people were saying, you know, his motor didn't always run as high, or he was inconsistent at times. That's kind of why. Um, Houston wanted to trade him, you know. When it comes to defense, you got to have your high motor and perform at all times or people are not going to want to pay you. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's true. Uh, let's move on to the to the L.A. Chargers, man. And, you know, this, this is usually one of my favorite teams just because, uh, you know, I like for the Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen, like, you know, Bosa, Ingram. Like, they got, they got a lot of guys that I like, you know, just, just as, as a fan of football. So, you know, naturally, this is one of my you know, favorite teams to watch. Um, I, I I think this Chargers team is a is a candidate for the pullback. Um, just like we talked about the Ravens in Seattle on a different podcast. Um, you know, winning twelve games, you know, that's hard. Um, and just in general, and I don't think they're going to be in that twelve range. I think I think they had a good a good run last year, but we already mentioned the schedules and um, the NFC North. I think I I think they can they can lose three of the games. I mean, I'm not saying they will, but I I, I predict them to go at least two and two. Um, in that division, and in the eight, depending on how it unfolds, you know wh- whether they might go two and two in that division as well. Um, and, and you know that they're not going to sweep the Chargers. I mean, sweep the Chiefs. So, Jeez, no, so no. you know, so if I if I'm saying two and two in both divisions and that they're already five and five, so that's already five losses. But um, I think the, the the reason I think this team is a pullback candidate is two reasons. Um, Derwin James, they're all pro safety. Um, they, they, you know, they put him on the team, and this, this, this team just defensively just went up. They have a lot of good players on that side of the ball, but I think Derwin James playing in that Seattle because they play that Seattle scheme. So having that Cam Chancellor makes the whole defense flourish. Um, you know, they they had the pass rushers like Seattle did. They had the corners like Seattle did. But you, you know, as well as I know, 
the Seattle Legion of Boom didn't work unless Earl Thomas and, and Cam Chancellor was back there. And missing their Cam Chancellor um, is, 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 go, is going to be crucial to them. Um, you know, because this is one of the best teams as far as, like, you know, secondary ranks and, and pass rush. But their run defense, man, they are one of the worst. Um, they're, they're – I think see, last, see, last, last season, last season rushing defense – it was it, it was t- it was 10th in the league, but you got to think they had no guys up front when they played teams like the Ravens. Like the first time, they got gassed, um, and you see, and versus Patriots, what happened in the playoffs? They got gassed again because they can't stop the run. And the reason why they was the reason why they're they, you know why stats can be mis- misleading is they're 12 and four. A lot of teams are playing catch up; they don't have time to run the ball. But teams when they did, they had very they were very successful because the Chargers aren't big up front. Um. Yeah, the Chargers gonna be interesting. They're gonna be interesting, man. Like you said, when you're missing your best athlete, Derwin James, that's that's a huge blow, man. Uh, they still have Casey Harris, who I know we both think he's a one of the better corners in the league, and up front Bosa and Melvin Ingram. But like you said, man, that that Seattle scheme when you're missing one of your key guys on defense, man, people people are gonna try to expose you a little bit, and um, offensively. I know we both think highly of Melvin Gordon, but I mean they're kind of used to not having him. He's always at different points of the years in his career he's been banged up or something. So you're relying on um, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson to kind of still step in and take on bigger roles, which I think they can because um, they always done a RB by committee. So you know even when Gordon was out, they still were able to to do the offense. But it's just a lot of a lot of question marks. Like they are a pullback candidate. Um, Keenan Allen, he's finally had a couple of years healthy now. I'm glad that's happened. Still have Mike Will, Travis Benjamin, who could be a breakout player in that third receiver spot, or it could be Dontrell Inman because uh, we saw what Tyrell Williams did here. We, we just talked about, and they're getting Hunter Henry back. Um, sad to see Antonio Gates go. I know he retired and came back, but uh, I don't think he'll be back this year. So sad to see Antonio Gates go, one of the best tight ends ever. But Chargers, man, they're Nine wins might be might be where they at, man. Maybe maybe ten, but twelve. I can't I can't see twelve with just so many question marks. Yeah, and and I can see, you know, we we talked about all these quarterbacks, and you know, everybody's slowing down. I mean, this just this, this Tom Brady, not the same Tom Brady that we know. Same thing for Drew Brees. Yes, they're gonna have the stats because they have McDaniel's, they have Sean Payton, so they're gonna put them in good positions, and they they're they're high high quality. IQ guys. So, um, but but we and we, we haven't seen Big Ben fall off yet. But we have seen Eli. We seen we like I said we seen Breeze and Brady slow down a little bit. When when will when will it be time for Rivers? Because he's been in the league just um, you know just as long as all of them guys. And and when you talk about a team that's pass first, and I'm talking about pass heavy, just just like just like Pittsburgh, you know, how long until Rivers take that step back? Because Yes, you you already you already mentioned it about you know Melvin Gordon and how they is a reason why he's not being paid. It's a reason why they're not paying him because regardless, they're pass first anyway. So they can find a they already got Eckler who can catch the ball and run the ball fine enough because Melvin Gordon only averaged fourteen carries last season. So we talking about we talk about Phil Rivers who's going to throw he's going to throw the ball. So whether it's you know whether it's Eckler back there or Gordon back there. They don't really care. Um, and, you know, another point I thought about, 
you know, Melvin Gordon talk about all this, you know, he want all this money. Their coach is a running back's coach. I'm pretty sure he can he can find a running back and and, and make exactly, him work. Exactly. So, you know, he's he trying to, you know, he's doing a lot of a lot of reaching and that he shouldn't be doing, which doesn't make sense. It, it, it's different. Like Zeke, who's got his paid six years, $90 million. It's different because it's because the team is a run first team and they, they need a running back. That that makes sense. But you're talking about a pat, you know, team like the Patriots, another run team, which is why they drafted Michelle first round, why they went, got hairs in third round. And the reason why they did those things, chargers, what have they been doing in the last few drafts? Mike Williams, top 10. They got. I remember Keenan. I think he. I, I think Keenan was a first round pick. But Hunter Henry. They got a tight end early in the second round. Um, they kept. They kept producing offensive linemen who are pass blockers because they want to pass the ball. So it's you know it's all alluding to the passing game. And whenever Rivers take that step back, I'm not saying I'm not going to do a mass Kellerman and say this is the cliff. <laughs> but whenever it does happen, you know I, the Chargers with all their talent is is going to be catastrophic for them because you know they you know Tyrod Taylor is a different type of quarterback. Um, then they, they fell Rivers. So let's say if it was to happen this year, and and you know Chargers and like man Rivers is taking a step back. What do we do? It's like it's going to be hard to find that next quarterback because they haven't been they haven't been drafting the quarterback because you know every time they draft one, Rivers get mad just like Big Ben. <laughs> um, but you know with all this talent, Ingram, Nabosas, Derwin James, Keenan Allen, the whole offense, man. When when, when that time when that time does come, it's kind of like you know Chargers Chargers going to be reeling. And they was they were, and last year they were, they were twelve in passing and you know you we always seen it we always like why does um why does Philip Rivers never get drafted high in fantasy foot you know fantasy football he always at, at the end fourteen to always pass the ball and you know maybe maybe that's a you know a, a knock at Philip Rivers skills or something I don't I don't know what it is because he always you know back in the back you always get him in the last in the rounds so I'm pretty that's that's one reason why I think they could be a pullback candidate I think I think Rivers take a step back. And if that happens, I definitely don't see no double-digit win season. No, I don't think he'll take a step back. Um, like even though he's been in the league fifteen years, just like Big Ben and Eli, they all came out that same that same class. Rivers sat for two years, you know, so um, that's two years less of wearing tear on his body than those other guys. And um, he came into the league; he was on some pretty good teams with Danny Thompson. You know, they were. Um, Winning eleven, twelve. I think one year they were fourteen and two, and a um, couple eleven, thirteen win seasons early, and then kind of once the roster started changing and coaches started changing with Mike McCoy and those other guys um, on the win side, they kind of started staying around eight and eight, nine and seven, eight and eight, nine and seven, and they had a couple down years with the four and five win season, but now they're back again with nine wins, twelve wins. So um, I don't think he'll take a step back. If you're looking at just his years as the full time starter. He's only been a full-time starter in 13 years, so he still has at least, I think, three more, three to more, three to five more years to go. Because most guys play QB for like 15 to 18 years, so um, he's been in the league total since being drafted 15 years. But as a starter, full-time, 13, 13 years, and he's been an Ironman, um, played all 16 games every year. So um, I'm looking for another. Forty-two hundred yard passing passing season, probably anywhere from thirty-two to thirty-five touchdowns, and um, he's gonna give you about ten uh ten interceptions. But from coming from Rivers, you know, he has to take some chances just to try to, like you said, they pass first. So sometimes you're gonna have to take some chances. But um, I can see another uh forty-two hundred yard season, thirty 
about 32, 33 touchdown season for Rivers. I think that's that's about where he's always been at, about 64, 65% completion percentage. So he's gonna he's gonna be fine. But nine wins is probably nine or ten wins um is reasonable. And I had him at that even before all the Raiders stuff happened. Um but I think that's that's reasonable. All right, well let's move to the Denver Broncos. Uh six and ten. Uh they fired uh who was the head coach over there? Um Vance Joseph. And they got yeah. they brought another defensive guy in Vic Fangio. Um, I think Vic Fangio, this is I think this was the perfect role for him because, you know, it's not too far off from the from the Bears defense. Bears defense was stacked everywhere as far as talent and Vic Fangio's schemes made it physically very impossible for you to do anything because they can force turnovers and when they'll turn over they score. Um, this Broncos team has two elite pass rushers. Um, I would say the Bears only had one elite pass rushers. I think Bradley Chubb is going to take that next step into that category where he's a definitely a top 15 pass rusher in the league, and having Von Miller on the other side is going to be so much easy for Bradley Chubb to get off um, this season. Uh, I think I think the Broncos, you know, deep, the defense is going to just – you know, it's kind of going to be similar to the Bears last year as far as where the defense is going to drive this team. Um they moved Kareem Jackson uh, from corner to safety, so now you have a now you have another guy, you know, who can who can pick you off and, and guard you know slot receivers, guard outside receivers, uh, be very versatile. You got Kareem Jackson here. Uh, I think Justin Simmons, another safety, he can be in that Amos role. He, he usually play deep high, so I, I wonder how he's going to change. You know, how how the Vic Fangio scheme is going to change, but. Um, Von Miller, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, man, I, they they're going to be all over the all over the field. Uh, they still got Derrick Wolf who can pass rush as well. And I think the defense is going. I think the defense is going to be a top top five, maybe top ten defense this year. And um, if I look at the offensive side of the ball, I mean, we know Joe Flacco is won't be the answer uh, long term, but um, I think he's going to be solid enough. Uh, I, I don't think it's a downgrade from Keenum. So last year the offense. Uh, ranked 11th in rushing and 19th in passing. I mean, I guess I guess I can pretty much see the same exact thing. I, I don't think they're going to fall off. I think they, and I don't think I don't think they're going to improve either. So, if, if the offense can can get to about you know score about 24 points a game, uh, the defense is going to do what they can do and they're going to stop people from scoring. So, um, I think the Broncos going to be a solid average team. Um, that's that's anywhere from six wins to eight wins. Um, so they, they might repeat last year performance or they might improve by two wins, but that's the, that's the most I see them doing. Yeah. My, my slogan for Denver this year is the team you don't want to play. Yes. Because you will never know what you're going to get week to week. Um, Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, that's a, that's a dangerous combo. That's almost like the Roquan Smith, Khalil Mack in Chicago. Like those are you know, those combos, man, they, they, like you said, Derrick Wolf, and they have, like, uh, Hicks on the Bears. Like, man, that, that's just a, a front you're just going to fear every time with the pass rush, man. Um, you already talked about the, the defense. They have, uh, like, the, the safeties and corners. So, defensively, they're going to be stout at minimum top 12 defense, anywhere from top top 12 for sure. They could easily be top eight, top five. But offensively, um, I'm not a fan of it. I like Philip Lindsay, but they're talking about going more of a committee approach this year with Freeman. That could be good. That could be bad. Not sure. Wide receiver wise, I don't love it. 
I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it at all. You got Sanders coming off an injury. You're hoping Cortland Sutton turns into, you know, a, a good number one receiver. You're hoping that Deshaun Hamilton turns into a receiver, you know, a good receiver. You drafted Noah Fant. Um, we heard things about him coming out of camp, so you're hoping that that turns around. They have Jeff Human. You're hoping. I mean, you're just hoping for so much on offense. Uh, and Flacco, you know, he's he's a couple years in right now. He's about, I think it's 11, going to his 11th or 12th season. And we just know what he is. He's only had one 4,000-yard passing season. That was in 2016. Um, he's never thrown for 30 touchdowns. So you're going to be hoping for the running game and the defense to carry you. Um, and for anybody who says – availability is the best of best ability. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard because there is nobody who Joe Flacco played in all 16 games from 2008 through 2014. He missed a few in 2015, but 2016 and 2017, he, he would have started all 16 games. There is nobody who would say they would take Joe Flacco over Andrew Luck. No. So, so that whole best, best ability being availability thing, that is crazy. Yes, you want somebody who is available, but just because you're available, that don't mean you're good either. So I just want to say that to all the people who <laughs> think, oh, somebody, somebody's injured, so they, you know, they need to be available. No, it's not because when I were to take Andrew Luck for 12 games a season, then Joe Flacco for 16 games perennially, and he would have played all 16 games last year if they didn't draft Lamar Miller. So Jackson, uh, I just think Lamar Flacco. He, Lamar, <laughs> <laughs> Lamar Jackson, my bad. But yeah, man, uh, I don't, I don't see Flacco being the answer. They got Drew Locke on IR. Um, I'm not sure what John Elway's doing with QB. They, they keep trying to patch it up, patch it up, patch it up. And I just see same, the same routine. Uh, just in nine starts last year, Flacco had. 2,400 passing yards, 12 TDs, 6 interceptions. That's about the same he would have had had he finished the season. You know, he would have got to about 20, 21 touchdowns and probably about 12 interceptions. So, I can I see the same thing happening here in Denver. And they're going to be a 5-11, and 6-10 and 10 win team. The only thing that's going to be saving them would be defense, something teams like the Bengals don't have. So, they won't be as bad as the Bengals, but they're going to be, you know, They'll get some playoff teams, and they'll get some guys some tough, tough weeks, but they won't be able to pull out some close games just because of Flacco and lack of receiving weapons. Honestly, well, I think Broncos could be a team that can probably beat anybody because of the defense. Deep. Because, yeah, oh yeah, the defense. So, yeah, defense keep you know, in it. I think you know, A, B, or not, they're going to win Week One against the Raiders. Um, then you know, then the Bears come to town, um, and we've seen their offense. So, you know, I know the Bears defense is going to, you know, obviously shut down the Broncos. We're going to talk about another team. It might be 6-3. <laughs> yeah, it might be a 13-10 kind of game um, right there. You know, so and I think the Broncos are going to be a team that competes with everybody. Um, and actually, you know, playing the NFC North and the AFC South, that's, that's a lot of good defenses. Um, <laughs> you know, Bears, Packers, Vikings. Uh, then you got, you know, Titans, Texans, can, you know, pretty good defense. And then uh, – and then you got high powered offenses. They play Mahomes and they play Rivers. So you know it kind of it, it goes a lot of ways. Um, they they probably they probably w- w- will start off pretty shaky, but 
I can guarantee you that they're going to upset two or three teams this season. I just hope, I hope it's not my Vikings, but um, I think they're going to have two or three upsets. When, when you look at their wins, for like you know, at the end of the year, when you go back and look at their wins, you're going to be like, now how in the hell did they beat, you know, Chief, uh, Chiefs uh, week six? You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, how did, how did they beat Baker Mayfield? And you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna look at that and you're going to see two or three games where you're going you're gonna to question, like, man, is, is this score actually really right? Um, and that's why they and that's why they'll get six six to seven wins. Um, is because they're gonna win two or three games that they shouldn't win. Uh, which you know, which gonna hurt them in draft, you know, in the draft where they could be up there for a quarterback. But um, you know, the, the the Broncos lead a lot on offense, but I think Joe Flacco has a better has a better receiving core than he did in Baltimore. <laughs> it's not saying much, but <laughs> um I think I think Emmanuel Sanders is gonna be fine. Um, and if the running game, the running game is going is better than the Ravens as well too. Um, you know, as far as the talent of players, uh, I think Royce Freeman is going to have a will have a ball in the season this season, um, just because he was hurt last year and he was trying to play through it. So now he's healthy. Him and Lindsey together, I think that's going to be a, a good dynamic duo behind him. And as long as Joe Flacco can be a game manager, which he's always been his whole career, that's how he won the Super Bowl. Um, as long as he can can do that and not force his team in bad situations by throwing picks and fumbling the ball. Um, Bron. I mean, like I said, they're not going too far because of their division is too good. But you know, with the Chiefs going to keep them capped down, and even the Chargers is better than them. Um, but I mean, if, if they did get eight and eight, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, eight and eight. That's probably about their about their ceiling, honestly. Um, but like you said, the schedule is it's workable, man. Like they could they could win ten games. You know, Oakland, Detroit. They could maybe still one against Houston and, like you said, Minnesota and Buffalo. Um, I think before they had their bye week 10, as long as they have about four or five wins when they get to their bye, that's pretty, that's pretty solid. Because defense can win you games. It's just you need a quarterback there to get you over mm-hmm. that hump. Like we just saw it the other night. The Bears defense and the Packers defense, they were – Granted, some of these guys didn't play the preseason, so they were probably a little bit rusty as well. But Bears defense was slowing down Packers. Packers defense was slowing down Bears. The difference was Aaron Rodgers threw a 47-yard pass to MVS and made a scoring drive, took down to Jimmy Graham, and Trubisky is throwing interceptions. And double coverage. Throwing out of, <laughs> yeah, throwing out of bounds and, you know, getting taking bad sacks and stuff like that. I mean, at one point they were on the first and forty drive because of so many penalties and stuff like that. Y'all know Mitch can't get that drive going. Exactly. Like, like he's just not that kind of guy. So, and I think Flacco is kind of in that same mold. But you know, at least he could, uh, at least he at least he's at least proven he can throw, the, he yeah, throw, he the, throw the ball it. and make, and make mm-hmm. some plays. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wish he still had Anquan Bolden or something like that. But you know, Sutton. Um, the vet Emmanuel Sanders and those guys, I'm sure they'll they'll make it work for Flacco. He'll he'll be decent, but um I don't think he's enough to get them ten ten wins unless the defense puts on a stellar performance. All right, so now let's go into our awards. Uh MVP other than Mahomes. Oh yeah, we can't take Mahomes, though. That's that's too easy. <laughs> um Um see if I had to go someone, you know, I'm not even. I can't even go offense, man. I'm gonna give my guy two awards, Von Miller. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm actually go. Um, I'm actually go. Josh Jacobs from the Raiders. I think he's gonna. You know, rookie running backs. They they be they be dominant because this is the easiest trans. You know, the most transitional position in the NFL. So, uh, last time John John Gruden had a had a running back 
that was a rookie, Cadillac Williams. I mean, you saw what he did his rookie season, so over 200 rushing attempts, and he can catch the ball as well. So I'm going to go Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I'm high on him. Him or Kyler Murray will probably be the offensive rookie of the year. Um, Coach of the year. Depends how it all shakes out. I love Andy Reid, so the easy choice is to give it to him. But let's see what let's let's see what the Broncos do, you know. Let's see what the Broncos and Raiders do. One of those, you know, if either one of them gets to eight and eight or fight for the playoffs, um, I give it either one of those. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I I would go with Fangio as well. Um, breakout player of, of this division. Hmm. This is where I'll say Josh Jacobs, but since he's a rookie, um, and of course he has no choice but to break out, um, I'll just take a flyer and say hopefully Cortland Sutton does something. I like that one. Um I probably I'll probably go I mean I I mean I, I, I guess it's a breakout because he you know he's been battling injuries and you know one season he had a bunch of touchdowns but he didn't do much. Um that's Hunter Henry uh, from the Chargers. Uh you know if if the Rivers love you know love Antonio Gates, I don't see why he wouldn't love another athletic tight end like Hunter Henry. So I'm going to go Hunter Henry and break out because, you know, he's been forgotten the last two seasons. Yeah, I wanted to pick Austin Eckler, but I know it's so many charges. I didn't want to <laughs> – I didn't know which one to pick. <laughs> like, I I, mean, I even think Travis Benjamin can do something in that third receiver role, but I'm, I'm going to stick with my pick, Cortland. Defensive Slut. player of the year. I, I appreciate – we're we pretty much on the same page. Um, but if not Von Miller, you know, I'm going to go with teammate. I think Bradley Chubb can get 12, 13 sacks this season. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Because it's a that's one of the better duos um, in the league, man. But if not Von Miller, like you said, I go Frank, Frank Clark. Okay, I like that one too. Mm, I like that one a lot. Um, bold prediction of the year. <laughs> I'm waiting on this one. Well, it, well, it would have been Raiders make playoffs, but now it's like I don't want to say that. So with too much AB drama, and he may get released or. Whatever the case may be, so I'm just say Broncos make playoffs instead. Okay, all right. Uh, shout out my boy George, George George, <laughs> with his picks and <laughs> Broncos. Broncos meet the wild card. Um, I'm actually gonna say this. You know, as much as I love him, uh, I told y'all I like every player on their team. I don't think Charlie make playoffs this season. Yeah, I'm rolling with that. Yeah, because they they can pull back. Um, I know for the AOC, I know me you are talking about it off the air, but. I have Patriots winning the, their division, Chiefs winning this one, Steelers winning theirs, and I'm gonna still stay with it, man. I have Jags winning theirs. Common sense says pick the uh, the Texans after all they've done, but I'm still gonna roll the Jags down there. And I have the Browns in a wild card, and right now I do have Chargers in, but I can easily see them not making it. And somebody like Broncos or um, you mentioned Bills, like I can see one of those teams making it. You know. I'm going to put out my. I think I'm going to put my 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 AFC my AFC NFC play. I was going to put them out today uh, today because you know I, I was I was waiting till we till we finish this one up just to talk talk it through. Uh, I, we, we we got the same uh, division winners in the in the AFC. The NFC is going to be crazy. So in, anybody you pick in NFC, as long as it's not the Giants, Redskins, and probably the Lions, you might be right. So. <laughs> um, I went pick books. If you if you if you if you if you picking books, I don't know about. But that. uh, so yeah um uh, yeah so. Th- that's my bold prediction, and we finally, finally finished through all the divisions. Um, it's gonna be a great season, man. And and Thursday was a little tease, but we have a great slate ahead of us. Yeah, man. Um, college football Saturday, NFL Sunday's back. 
It's, it's about it's about to be real fun, man. We finally got everything back, so I'm looking forward to it. And before we get before I'm gonna put a pressure on you, your preseason Super Bowl pick will change throughout the season, but your preseason right now with everything you, that you know right now, who who you got to win it all? Man, before everything happened, I had Colts versus Eagles, but now that's all changed. Of course, Andrew Luck wishing him much peace and happiness. I'm going with. Man, I'm just gonna I'm, instead of using common sense, I'm just go with the the Homer thing, um, New England because it's safe, and then um, I just want to see him win one more. And Rodgers, Packers, Patriots. All right, because it's an odd year, it can happen. Um, I'm going. I'm actually going Minnesota versus Pittsburgh. Um, I think that's going to be that's going to be my Super Bowl preseason. Um, but if I take the Vikings out from not being a Homer. Um, I'm going to say I'm, – I'm still going to, I'm still going with the Steelers. Um, but I'm going to say – it's kind of crazy to say this. I'm going to go, go Steelers versus Panthers um, for, for me um, if I take the Vikings out. So, we'll see how it changes. I want to see Aaron Rodgers just win one more. It'll kind of get the – like, you know how Brady went through that whole thing where he went like a 10-year drop then win mm-hmm. one and people were saying like, oh, it's, it's the system and he had won in 10 years. I kind of see that being the Aaron Rodgers thing now because he hasn't won one in almost a decade now when he beat the Steelers. So and he has a new coach, one of the best young emerging teams he's had in I don't know how long. So I just think Aaron Rodgers is, is going to do it. Um, Rams will be in the playoffs, but I think they'll get back to the Super Bowl probably the following season, depending what happens. But I think this year it's, it's going to be Eagles or Packers, and I'm going with Packers. Packers to win the, win the Super Bowl. Gotcha. Look, we'll see how, how it all unfolds. AFC West, we finished all, 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 our, all our divisions. So, uh, this preach kid, preach with Rashad, and uh, we out. <laughs> what do you do, baby? <laughs> Gotta oh, get yeah. that in there.